Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work, or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life with Laurel and Laurel. Hi, Laurel. How are you today? I'm well. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm in need of talking about our topic. So good timing for us. And I'm so happy to talk about this with you. I know. I know. So this month we've been, we're, we're doing a little focus on energy and introducing our listeners to energy work and energy topics and thinking energy and you know, getting a little language going on energy. And today we're going to talk about protecting your energy. And it's a really great topic, isn't it? It's so, um, it's so necessary in all the ways, all the time, isn't it? It is. And, and one of the things when we talk about boundaries and creating boundaries and protecting our boundaries, we don't often think about it as our, our energy being one of the things we need to protect when we're creating boundaries but it's really important it's so great and and i think i'm so glad that you just started talking about boundaries right away because the two things are so interconnected definitely you know definitely like when we have good boundaries usually our energy does feel protected and you know in good supply and all that good stuff and so they really go hand in hand and I think today, you know, as we talk about this idea of protecting your energy, it's it's really coming into tuning into when are you not protecting your energy, right? When you're in need of protection, how, how does that show up and how do you recognize it for yourself? And how do you start to really start to focus in on how is your energy talking to you? You know, how are you connecting with it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and what are the signs that you get? giving you an indication that you're not paying enough attention to your own energy. Yeah. And I think what I've learned lately as I've been in a situation and in a, in a life life circumstance where my, my boundaries of being stretched and pushed a little bit is you start to get some signs early on. And when you don't listen to them, it only gets worse. (laughs) Can you tell us one more time? Can you tell us that again? That's right. That's right. What, so the question for us, right? And for our listeners are, what are those signs where you start to feel like things aren't going quite right, or you're not feeling good, you're not showing up the way you want to show up, like what are the signs, right? Do you know what yours are, Laurel? Are you aware of yours? You know, I think one big sign for me is irritability, right? I'm, I'm pretty even natured, I think. Yeah. Um, but when I become kind of agitated, and I can feel it inside my body, and that's a good indication that something is happening, whether I've um, you know, whether, whether I'm not protecting my own energy, whether I'm not creating the energy I want to create, 
And, and by saying that often it's, you know, what are my behaviors, my patterns, my tendencies, my habits, what's, what is the activity that maybe I'm not doing that I should be doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I what feel about like, you? I feel like it's the same for me, Laurel. I want to say irritability and I think um, how it shows up kind of like almost behaviorally with me would be a little bit of I'm not as engaged as I was before. I'm starting to withdraw a little bit. Or when I am engaging, I don't feel as relaxed and connected to the situation. You know, I'm starting to like lose focus on it. I think because I don't maybe don't want to be there in the same way that I wanted to be. That's that, you know, needing needing to change the circumstances or whatever, right? And I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not protecting my energy, right? I'm not protecting what I really want. And so I think um, those are signs for me. I think if I listen to my tone of voice, I bet my tone of voice starts to change a little bit. I bet I'm, I bet I'm less relaxed and a little more edgy sounding, you know, I think there are probably lots of signs along the way, little signs, but I think for me, you know, it's definitely that irritability. As soon as I start getting irritable and a little tired, like I think my, I think when we really get good at honoring our energy, honoring our our, our, when our body is fatigued, right? As soon as our body starts getting fatigued, it's usually time to back off of something and start to do it a little differently or take a break or take a rest. And I know, but for, I've had years and years of not doing that, just carrying on and keep going, right? So like to, to really tune into when I'm starting to get fatigued, I think that's another sign for me too. Yeah, I think that is a really important sign and one that we don't often listen to because we live by a schedule, we live by an alarm clock, we live by a calendar. And so oftentimes we don't feel like we have the choice or the ability to slow down in order to rest or restore and, and that really is a violation of our own energy. Yeah. How can you do that and still, you know, live in the, the time clock ticking world that we live in? Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It's really hard. Schedule. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard. I know I've been doing that recently that, you know, from, for the last several months at the end of last year, I really was in this mode of, year-end, year-end deadlines, year-end activity, the holidays, all the busyness. Mm -hmm. And I would wake up in the morning. Now, keep in mind, I work for myself and I work at home. And I do not have children living in my home. I would wake up. If it was five o'clock, I'd be like, oh, I better get up. I have so much to do. And I would get up and I'd start my day. And I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. Um, And so much that you know, this morning I woke up at 5.30 and I thought, I need to get up. And then my second thought was, I don't need to get up. Mm-hmm. I need a little bit more rest. And I actually went back to sleep and stayed in bed till 7.15. That's unheard of. Yeah. But knowing that, you know, lately my energy has been a little bit amped up maybe mm-hmm. um, for a lot of external reasons. And what can I do to bring it back? you know, kind of calm my energy down. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what we're talking about is so vital today because I think that as we go into 2022 and for those of us that pay attention to astrology and people that are kind of tuned into the greater forces, so to speak, it's going to be another intense year. 
I think, you know, we started with 2020 when COVID hit and the political thing was ramped up so tight and so much, so much was going on and our world's lives changed so much with COVID and it continued on through 2021. So much of the, the different disruptions and feeling like we're, this, this was the new normal. And I think that the new normal is continuing. I think 2022 is more of the same. And so I think it's vital for us, right? If we're going to feel like we are really living into the way that we want to live and the kind of life that we want to live, that we look at what we're talking about, that we really take it to heart that the only way it's ever going to change is if we make the changes and we make the small changes, right? To begin mm -hmm. to move into the greater, broader changes that will come from the smaller ones. So, you know, as we've always said, and we say a lot in our shows is small steps, right? A lot of times it's small steps so that we can get to the bigger steps and the bigger changes. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, for, it is a huge reminder for me to know that I am the only one that is protecting my energy. You know, many of the other things I need in life, I can rely on other people to help me with. My energy, if I'm not protecting that or sharing what I need with other people in order to protect it, it it's not going to happen. So I think that I would encourage all of our listeners to really think about that, yeah. that this is critically important because you're the only one that has the ability to manage it. Yeah. And you know, I think, yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say yeah. how yeah. you manage it, yeah. you know, is really such a unique individual situation. You were talking about, you know, when you know, you know, the irritability or maybe you withdraw a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the ways I protect my energy is to withdraw. I do that deliberately at times, yeah. right? And so giving myself permission to do that yeah. is much better because I never give myself permission to be irritable and I should never do that. <laughs> but <laughs> but withdrawing is a, you know, it's it's how I protect my energy when I, when I need that. Yeah. So it's really important to think about what do you need and how can you give that to yourself? Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think that, you know, for our listeners, and I know it's been this way on my journey, and, and we've talked enough to know, have a sense that it's probably, you know, you've, you've this similar experiences, this idea of when we've been on a trajectory of I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, and we and we've overdone for so long, when we start to make these kinds of changes, right, which many of our listeners are, I think, are in that space where they've, you know, gotten tired, they've gotten overwhelmed, whatever. It is this, this is, it's like you have to recondition all the people around you, right? To um, help them to understand that how you were doing it before wasn't working for you. It may have been working for everybody else because <laughs> you were helping everybody and taking care of everybody and getting everything done, but now you're worn out. And so it's not working for you and it's not going to be like that anymore. And that's where the big communication piece comes in that you're talking about, where we have to communicate, right? That we do different. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. You know, and it's not that we'll never do those things, right. Right. but you know, at a pace that is continuous, you know, it's not sustainable. When I think about, you know, living to a hundred, I cannot live at that pace, taking care of everyone else yeah. the way I used to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then it's okay. And we can only, we're the only ones that really can give ourselves permission. And I think that's one of the beautiful things too, about working with a coach or a good therapist or counselor or whatever is they oftentimes will give you permission. <laughs> They'll be the ones to say, no, look, this is really important. We can all, you know, I give you permission. If you need permission from somebody, I'll give you permission. Right. So we're going to, because we're coaches, we can just give a blanket permission to everybody who's listening to <laughs> go ahead and make the changes. If you need to make the changes, right. You, you, we are endorsing. We're giving a, we're giving you a. That's right. That's right. And, and if, if you don't want permission, it would, I would be questioning, do you want answers to the question? Why aren't you giving yourself permission? Yeah. Right. 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 And that's ultimately where the the real permission, where the real change will come is when you give yourself permission. Right. And it, and that's such a great question. I love your question. If you aren't giving yourself permission, why not? Right. What's right. that about? What would that mm-hmm. be about? How come you feel like you're not allowed to make change or withdraw when you need to withdraw, right? And I know I've struggled, you know, when I'm in those circumstances where I start overdoing or going back into automatic mother mode or automatic perfectionist mode, you know, the things that I did early on in life when I catch myself going back into those, you know, now I can take a step back and say, Laura, what are you doing? You know, how come? How come you're doing that now, right? Why, why are you reverting to that? And this is the interesting things about those automatic patterns, those those patterns that we have set. It's almost like there's a dial that, you know, a station that's set in our brain, and we can always go back and dial back into that station once we've created the station, but do we want to, right? And why are yeah. we doing it? What's that about, right? Yeah. And I, I coach clients through this a lot. It's, it may be unreasonable to think that we will never revert back to a previous pattern or behavior. But the goal for me as a coach is that if, if individually we can catch ourselves quicker, sooner than we did in the last time we reverted back to that, then that is progress, right? Yes. It's not that we'll never behave a certain way. It's that we behave, we recognize it, we call it for what it is, and we we do something about it. That's so great. That's so great. I always feel that way. And I feel that way too about, you know, when I watch myself in my own change pattern, you know, is, oh, I didn't, I didn't get all the way into the change I wanted to, but I caught myself. And, I, and so I got to this point, you know, and now I just want to keep going forward from there. And I think that's mm-hmm. a really important point for everybody to to who's working on change work is, you know, give yourself some permission to get there. It's hard to break some of these patterns. Think about 30 year patterns or for some of us, 50, 60 year patterns, right? This is, this is some, some effort required to get into a new pattern and a new groove. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is we talked about protecting our energy Mm. is all of the external sources that, that impact our energy. And so you, I mean, you asked the question of what are the signs that we know our energy might be off or we're not protecting it. When I think about the question, what are the external influences on my energy? What do I need to protect my energy from? Um, That is huge for me because it's everything from people, places, things, right? My alarm clock. I mean, the calendar. (laughs) <laughs> your phone okay <laughs> um, well my calendar my phone and my alarm clock are all one thing they're all the same device um but I found myself doing this you know January 2nd 
Mm. By three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, January 2nd, I was feeling behind. Not because of what I was feeling internally, but the pressure from the external influences. Just as the first of the year came and went, I was feeling behind. And I was able to recognize it and think, that's an external influence. That's not my energy. Right, right. Um, And so that would be something I would, you know, encourage our listeners to think about. What are the external influences on your energy? Yeah, and I think it's our interaction with them too, Mm -hmm. right? It's how we're interacting with them that makes us feel like we have to protect or do differently or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So I, cause I know I think about, you know, um, if I think about when my family is around and I would go into mothering mode, right. It's not like these people are making me do it. Right. They are not. That's right. It's the external, just the external situation and me looking around and who I am and how I happen to interact when I'm in that place. Right. And so, yeah, it's this, the dance of all the things of being able to look at, yeah, it might be an external influence, but is it really pressuring you? I mean, what is the real situation all about there? It's your choice, right? And, and I, I once heard a coach talk about that you cannot, as humans, we cannot absorb other people and other people's energy. I'm not saying I agree with that or not, but, but her point was because when we have influences that cause us to think and feel, we then can make a choice to change something to go to where, how we want to feel, where we want to be. You know, I can give an example and, you know, a, a law firm I once worked in, I was in a, a cubicle pod area with two other women. They had been there a long time and were a little cranky every day. Not about anything in particular, just Great. because. Yeah. Um, a lot of negative energy surrounding me and a negative languaging. Oh. Um, and I started wearing headphones and listening to music oh. because it protecting uh, it, your energy and the inputs, right? So protecting what I was hearing. And if I wasn't hearing the negativity, I could somehow protect myself better from it. Right. And, um, and, you know, for me, that's a good example of, you know, knowing what the energy was around me and making a choice, how I was going to either consume that, absorb that or reflect that or deflect it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I think for our listeners, you know, for many people, I know many people that I work with tend to, I tend to draw in people that are pretty highly conscious, sensitive, often empaths, and because that's who I am. And when we are wired that way, you know, and I'll speak to what the coach that said, you know, we don't absorb other people's energies. This is how it's been my experience is I'm not absorbing their energy. What happens is I get around somebody and the way that I'm wired is I tune into their energy and then I register their energy. And now it's a known quantity, both within me that I know what's going on with them 
and then I have my own experience. And if I'm not careful, I can take on and shift my energy to match their energy. So it's not that I'm taking their energy, it's that I'm, I'm, I'm adjusting to their frequency. And right. I don't want to do that, right? Nobody wants to get around somebody negative and become negative. That doesn't feel good, right? But when you're empathic and when you're sensitive, you can do that very easily without without recognizing it or being aware of that. So I would challenge our yeah. listeners, anybody who feels or is experiencing that, you know, you're going to have to come up with your ways of being in those situations and learning how to protect your energy is what we're talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree completely because even with people when, you know, when I was in corporate, um, many people I would not call empaths that I worked with. There were some, um, and some highly sensitive people and some highly aware people, but not everyone. But what happens in that collective energy and that, you know, it, it's the, the group dynamics, it's a group think we, we begin to match what's around us. Right. I mean, we had this conversation in a previous episode about the clutter, right? Right. When we, when we are surrounded by clutter at home, we match that energy. And so, you know, I think that's important to understand. We have our own energy individually, and we're part of a collective energy. And how do we, how do we protect ourselves? And how do we participate in the collective? I love that. I think that it's a great, um, uh, you know, lead into like a conversation around this and a little bit more to Laurel around how we um how we choose right our communities that we live in and why it's so important when when you are doing the beautiful work right that you feel like you have almost like a home base to go to where you you know you match the frequency of other people that are growing and learning and expanding and and have an attitude around like really uh, authentically um, committing to to this kind of work because this is this is not this is not the easy path necessarily right it's a beautiful path but it isn't necessarily an easy path and we need our tribe to support us to make these kinds of changes that we're talking about and to do the work in a way where you can become self-aware and feel like it's being honored you know that the work is being honored right and, yeah. Yeah. And, and that, I think that's really critical part of protecting your energy when you're doing the work is that you have a place to go that feels safe. You can learn how to be yourself in a safe space. You know, this is yeah. an important part of the work. Yeah, it really is. And, and, um, you know, being with people who encourage you to continue, it's not quick, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, and so having that safe space is really important. Yeah. The other thing I have found is that as I work to change, in addition to needing the supportive community to, that allows me to do that, I need what I call the test ground to test it. Yeah. And I have found that often the supportive community is not where I most yeah. successfully test it because it's easy to test it in the supportive You're community. You're not challenged, right? You're not right? challenged in the same and way. And so, yeah. you know, as as I would 
increase my ability and and maybe even deepen the changes I was making. Testing that in places where it was a little bit risky really gave me a better sense of how I was doing at implementing the changes. Yeah, that's great. That's great. (laughs) I hope our listeners like take that to heart too. I, I think, you know, I can personally, you know, just really resonate with that, right? Is it's easy, you know, like in, in our relationship, right? We're, we're encouraging each other when we're just on our phone calls in between whatever, right? We, we are in the space of doing the work all the time. So we're encouraging each other. You're challenging me to think about how to do it differently if I talk about something that's bothering me, you know, things like that, right? But the actual implementation of it, has to happen in the places where we are more challenged and then and then we really make the changes make the change to the tone of voice make the change of using our voice in new ways or saying the hard thing and and that's where the the sense of i think when you feel real start to really feel like you're more 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 living in your power right is wow i did that and i did it really well in a place that i hadn't been able to before Oh, I have a great example that came to mind. Oh, good, good. Um, <laughs> and I, I may have shared this on a previous podcast, um, but early in my first marriage, I had stayed at home with my children for a few years. And when I went back to work, I worked with primarily men in an engineering world. And I became much more confident in using my voice and expressing my knowledge because I had the attitude that's what I was being paid to do, regardless of gender. Mm. So, you know, that was my job. Yeah. Now, my, uh, my confidence and my expression of voice was not quite uh, there at home because I married into a family of my, my ex-husband, God love him, that men had the power, women did not have the power in their relationships. So it was a, not a very balanced relationship. So as I became more confident in using my voice and expressing what I knew, I started doing it more at home. And one day he actually said to me, who are you talking to? Are you talking to me? And I said, yes, I am. And he said, do you talk to men at work that way? And I said, yes, I do. And it was a changing point in my marriage because I realized exactly how much of who I was, I had given up, right? I wasn't protecting who I was and my energy in that marriage out of my choice, of course. Yeah. Um, And so the more, you know, confident and um, verbal I became about my beliefs and what I knew to be true, you know, maybe my testing ground was at home where you would have thought that that would be my safe space, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. So I I guess... Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a great, it's, that is a great example of also making our, how, how I think we, 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 we become revealed to what, what our work is, right? You know, when you have a moment like that and you hear somebody say something to you like that and you think, wow, that's, that's what I've been doing or that's how I've been showing up. Right. And I don't want to anymore. Then, then we know what the work is. Right. And we start yeah. slowly, but surely on the journey of yes. beautiful work. Yeah. Yeah. So let's pose some questions to our listeners before we wrap up around thinking about 
protecting your energy? How can, how can our listeners begin to do a little bit more exploration on this topic? Um, kind of going back to where we started, right? What comes up for me is what are those early signs or what are the signs where you think, you know, you might need to protect your energy? Like Laurel and I were talking about for both of us, the irritability is one of those, right? This desire to withdraw. So what are your signs, right? Listeners, what are your signs where you may be giving up too much energy or you're, you're not really authentically aligned with being who you want to be right in that moment. And so, you know, energetically, you're not in a good place. Like what, what are the feelings that you get? What are the ways that you start behaving? Right. Yeah. Beginning to do some exploration there. Yeah. I think what comes up for me is a lot of, I mean, a lot of what I focus on is how do you want to feel? So the question maybe is, you know, how, how do you feel when, when you feel good? And to me, feeling good is that your energy, to me, it's an indicator that your energy is balanced. Yeah. Right. What does that feel like? Yeah. Um, and, and how can you create more of that? Um, and then maybe when the signs of your energy being not in balance, you know, the question I would ask is, where do you feel it in your body? Right. So irritability might be an external indicator, but where does that show up in your body? Is it that your shoulders are tense or your throat is tight or, you know, maybe it's your lower back aches, but where is it in your body? And maybe the, you know, tapping into where it is in your body, you may be able to recognize an imbalance in energy before it even shows up as irritability. Yeah, that's great. That's great. The physical body, you know, um, will automatically tighten to protect itself, right? That's if, if we think about what how, if we were to go into protection mode, right? If we were going to fall or somebody was throwing something at us, right? We kind of tighten up, go inward, right? It's like all of that automatic stuff. And so the body will give you signals. It, it will absolutely give you signals, you know, where you're when you when you're overdoing and need protection. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And we're all a little bit different. So if you're less connected with your physical body and you're more connected with your emotional body, you might be more connected to the irritability and the emotional aspects of it. Or it might be thoughts that you're thinking. Like suddenly you might be standing there where you were having a good time. All of a sudden you're thinking, oh my God, this is so boring. Or I want to get out of here. Or I'm done with this conversation or whatever, right? You know, that's a that's a sure sign. Time to protect your energy. Time to move That's on. That's right. Whatever, you know, yeah. And the question then becomes, how do we do it well and gracefully, right? So we feel good about ourselves and not lay on, you know, bad behavior that then makes us feel guilty later. So mm. this is the tricky part of doing the beautiful work, but so worth it, right? It really is. And it, it leads back to becoming better um, communicators, I think, right? Yeah. So many, so much of it comes back to that really, really, truly honoring how much there is a need for good communication and doing it well. And first communicating to yourself what you really are experiencing and, and then being able to be vulnerable enough to share with the right people in the right space. Yeah. 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 Well, Laura, thank you. This was a good conversation. I feel like we could have probably gone on for a lot longer. We'll come back well, more, I'm sure. Knowing us, we probably have lots of examples of when we have let our energy become imbalanced. I know. Um, I know. But I, it's a great topic, really good topic. It, it so is. Thank and you. I, 
I know for me, you know, when I've protected my energy and I feel like I'm in a balanced space, I just show up so much better. And I feel like I just enjoy my life so much more. And I think these are some of the benefits that we need to be reminded of. You know, why are we doing the work? Because it feels good in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll sign off for now. We'll be back with right. more beautiful work, beautiful life. And don't forget, we have a closed Facebook group. If you're a Facebook user, we'd love to have you come in and join our group and continue the conversation from this week's podcast over there. All right. We'll see you again. See you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us. 